This is a previously recorded episode. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my danger. Nooner time. Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan Nelson. We are broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios high above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. You can find us at DetroitPodcast.com. It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. It's hump day. Woohoo! I'm back. I have my co-host back. I'm so excited. God, I missed you. I missed you. I never thought I would say that. (laughs) (laughs) I really did miss you. You didn't have anybody to mute. That's what you missed. That's true. Yes, but seriously, I did miss you. No. I I missed this place. I missed Jessica. Yeah. No, you were missed. I missed talking and and Becca, our CEO. Yeah. Is telling me how awesome you were last week. Oh, thanks, Becca. She yeah. was texting me saying, what's wrong? Why is mom so quiet? <laughs> I'm like, mom's not here. <laughs> were you on vacation? Is mom okay? She's taking another snow day, I think. How many snow days have you had this oh, year, shut by the way? Up. They weren't snow no. days. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. But I do want to say thanks for holding down the fort. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. And but I, you were I, busy working, though. I know you. I, I was. Tell me what you were doing, though, because you were at the schools. We did talk about that. And to be honest with you, I wasn't really sure what your school visits entailed. So I just kind of made up a bunch of stuff on the <laughs> last week. I was like, ah, oh, she's doing this. She's doing that. And I'm thinking, I really hey, don't know what she's you can doing. Make, you can make stuff up about me all the time. People will, will ask, how do you want me to introduce you or what do you want me to say about you? I said, just make, just make stuff up. I'm surprised <laughs> you don't write it out for them. Heck no. You know, they can All right. no, seriously. You Usually were... what they can make up is better than what's true. So yeah. no, <laughs> go so ahead and make it up. Seriously, what were you doing? Well, March is reading month. Okay. And in Michigan, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get invited to a lot of schools to talk to kids about reading and writing. And, um, you know, it's a I, I spend usually it's a K through five school and they break down the day and I spend time with the kindergarten first and then second, third, fourth and fifth. Oh, and wow. I just talk to them about reading and writing and the importance and imagination and creativity and um, journaling. And now you, what's it like with the kindergartners? I can't even imagine it's a sitting hoot. and having a conversation. It's a hoot. And it, it, you know, they, they bring all these little kids in and the older I get and the older my kids are, yeah. um, I have to really stare at them and remind myself <laughs> that these are five and six year olds. Yeah. And so I have puppets. Oh, and okay. I read a story and mm-hmm. I talk about, you know, the names on the books and, you know, there's an author and there's an illustrator and, um, you know, I keep it at their level. Okay. It's when I get up into the older, uh, with the older students, it's more about the process and the importance of, um, you know, rewriting and rewriting and rewriting and oh, practicing. Okay. So you talk about 
how, how, a, how a book is created, right. like the whole journey. And, and you know, just oh, things cool. like the fact that I don't pick the illustrator. I mean, a lot of people think that I get to pick the illustrator and I right. tell the illustrator what to do. And right. so I show them, you know, I kind of take them through the whole thing and show them how it works and how sometimes the book doesn't look like what I thought. Yeah. I use my mermaid story. Tallulah, and I show them, you know, I ask them, what color hair would you picture a mermaid having? Well, yeah. the little kids, especially blue, purple, <laughs> pink. Isn't it red? Rainbow. Yeah, I thought little red. Mermaid. I was thinking red, too. We don't talk about her, though. See, she's oh. the other mermaid. Oh. I knew my mermaid wouldn't I have see. red hair. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she has white, which shocked the crap out of me when I saw it. Oh, and yeah. so I, t- I don't tell kids that it shocked the crap out of me. Right, right, right. <laughs> I say oh, his words like shit. Right. <laughs> I have to kind of edit myself constantly, but you know, I show them things like that. It's just a whole. It's just oh, fun. And, and and I I really love to talk to kids about imagination, and yeah. I often ask kids if they have ever had an imaginary friend, which a big majority of kids raise their hand. And so this kid raised his hand and I asked him to come up to the front of the room and I said, um, you know, what do you call your imaginary friend? They all have names. The most common name is Bob, by the way. Really? Yes, yes. And and then there's some really crazy ones. Rachel had imaginary friends when she was a kid. She called them Biffy and Sarah. Zenu. Did you have one? (laughs) No. Did you have one? An imaginary friend? No. No. Do you have one now? Yeah, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but this kid, it was really funny. He was, I think he was a kindergartner, maybe a first grade. And I said, so I call him up front and I said, you know, is your imaginary friend with you here today? And he goes, no. And I said, well, where is your imaginary friend? He goes, he's at home. He's at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> he's checking up on my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my name's out. Right. And, and I said, well, what does your imaginary friend do while you're at school? And he goes, he sits on my laptop and wears down my battery. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's real. And he's wow. Real. It's a five-year-old that said this? Yes. Really? Smart Why five-year-old. does he have a laptop? Yeah. Well, yeah. There wow. you go. Wow. Yeah, I ask kids, I have this book called Penny the Forgotten Coin, and in it there's a bunch of things in the kid's pocket. So I ask kids, well, what if, if you had been writing the story, what would you have put in a little boy's pocket? And a five, oh, can like uh <laughs> Double bubble, like the, the bubble gum. Bubble gum. A sucker, some pocket lint, and, and a half crumbled baseball card. And a frog. Okay, yeah, do frog. you know how many kids said a phone? Really? really? Yes. All of them? Wow. wow. Yeah, They're like now, an iPad. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is kindergarten? I told the wow. kids, I said, when I wrote wow. this story, I didn't even have a cell phone at the time. Right. And I didn't. Right. A pager. Wow. But I think I <laughs> Blackberry. Yeah, there you go. Sky yeah. tell. So anyway, oh but thanks for asking, and it, it is a lot of fun. But I'm glad to be back here. I'm so glad to <laughs> talking be back. adult talk. So yeah. do, you, do you have veto power at all? Like you said, you don't get to pick the illustrator if they come back with something like really egregious from the, the story you're trying to tell. You Not really. Say, Not really. I use, oh. I sign the contract. Right. They buy the story from oh, okay. me. So they, they find somebody. And they find somebody. Okay. And then the art department at the publishing company works with the illustrator. But I've been lucky. I've worked with some great illustrators once yeah. in a while. My someday book, it was supposed to be a little boy. And the illustrator turned the family into a family of beavers, which shocked the crap huh. out of me. <laughs> but uh, no, I at that point, I don't have much say. So that's interesting, which isn't a bad thing. And I'm really hoping I can talk our guest today, which we're going to be talking about him in a minute, um, into doing a kid's book with me. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) That would be a pretty cool book. Yeah. um, To put it mildly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what was soul? Why'd you miss me? What'd you miss about me? (laughs) 
<laughs> She's like, oh, I had to have a list. I know. Wait, wait a minute. You didn't tell me you were going to ask me that. <laughs> Nobody said there was going to be a quiz. Right. This is not another trivia this. game. <laughs> Something about mute no. buttons. <laughs> yeah, mute. <laughs> I heard about yeah. your trivia game, though. I she know. did pretty well. I did. Yeah, she yeah. did pretty Dr. well. Dr. Seuss, in honor of you. <laughs> oh, the yeah. places we will go together. That's Jackie. right. Actually, we had Rocky Valusa as my co-host last week. And Becca said she did amazing. She yeah, did. She did. She did. And, and she, she loves Dr. Seuss along with Denise Brennan Nelson. Those are her two favorite children's authors. Aww. So we did a little trivia with that. Oh, I wish she was here today. Yeah, well, she I, was thinking about it, but she could not make it today. So I'm I was sure a she's nervous listening. because she is so good. And I, I thought, oh, what if they're so good together they don't need me anymore? Oh, oh please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Thing, hey, things Jeez. happen, you never know. I know. Great, but, We're all but replaceable. You. So, you know that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you're not, but I mean. <laughs> I've, I've been replaced so many times. <laughs> I don't care. John's kept you around. <laughs> yeah, he has. Yeah, 30 years this year. I know. Wow. Yeah, you too. Yeah. It's Thank probably you. been so much work, he doesn't want to go through that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, those are investments. Yeah. <laughs> you can't wait for it to mature. You know? There's some Waiting truth for to it that. to mature. <laughs> uh, cha ching. Yeah, there you go. Plus, there's, there's, your there's penalties yep. if you terminate early. You oh, know? yeah. Lots of penalties yeah. there. Yeah. You got that right. You really got really to put things in perspective there and weigh you go. them out. Bob, John, yeah, oh, no, they're listening right now. John's going, yep, you're right. You're right. He's adding it up on the calculator. Yep. There you go. That's right. We'll take it all. Oh, yeah. No. So anyway, how well you've got besides this shoot, you're the CEO's getting married, the royal wedding's coming up, you had the bachelorette party. I'm beat. <laughs> and the wedding isn't even here yet. No, I know. But um she's so organized though. She's good. Everything's and all ready to it's go. only been the last couple of weeks that I've had to, well, she got really sick. I think I, I told know. you that. She got she. I don't. Either one of you had the flu. Oh, oh that, it's been a bad. Yeah, hundred and four temperature. Yeah, really. Wow, oh, yeah. no, she was really. I was scared. I thought, oh gosh. Yeah, that's, that's dangerous territory oh, right my there. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. She was really sick, but she. The good news is that was two weeks ago. Yeah. So she had two weeks, and you know, until we depart, mm-hmm. and yeah. So We're glad and AJ you're didn't get it, Becca. Oh, that's I good. know. I know. Yeah. So. Well, so we have a wonderful guest today, though. I know. Well, we also have Lunacy, who is uh, K-Hub's co-host, and he popped in today. I know. And said, hey, I'm going to hang out with the Nooner girls today. So we we have to censor it. Jessica has her hand on the mute button (laughs) because he gets a little carried away. Um, Apparently, he was making some calls last night. night I I keep it. I know when to turn the raunchiness down. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was calling hookers last night. But here's the good thing about Lunacy is that he got legal advice before he started making these phone calls. Now, who does that? I, well, a really smart, smart man. Guy, I guess so. Hey, yeah. you, you got to know the, the the rules, yeah. right? The guidelines. Yeah. yeah, you can't deviate. What to do when you call a hooker? Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> what to say and what not to say. What can be to be fair? That's not in the yellow pages, right? Don't you talk know, money. Don't. Talk tacos, right? Right. Always talk tacos. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Not at all. So, did you end up? Uh, Getting lucky? Or? No, I really, I really, I did, but by myself. I had a solo session at Taco Bell. <laughs> solo session at Taco Bell. I think uh, Denise just spit out her wine. And she spit it out. You spit it on me, Denise. No, I kept it in. Oh, oh, Lordy, Lordy. Okay. I think we can uh, probably. Um, we should talk about the, the basketball tournament. Go green. Go white. Okay. <laughs> March Madness, right? Yes. Do you watch? You don't watch basketball. No, Does I John? Don't. Oh, of course. Okay, good. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. He watches all that stuff. But right. uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna we're not doing a trivia. We're gonna have basketball. a pool. No, we're gonna oh. have a bracket thing. You, oh, you know. here we go again. That's 20, so 20 bucks, you can I'll win get in. 600. No. I'll get in. Wait, wait, it. like the fantasy football thing that you yeah. made me do? No. It's big squares, right? <laughs> That's illegal. You know, we can go to jail for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, money. Wait, wait. We're not talk talking money. money. We're talking tacos. Where's my belt? So many tacos in your So 10 tacos equals a chalupa. Just to be clear. You know, you got an exchange rate. Exchange rate. Seriously. Okay. All right. Okay. No, fine. We're not. Don't doing watch it. it. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to do brackets. But I am. Who, who do you think will take it all? John? Michigan State, of course. Yes, I do too. <laughs> oh, that's good. They're in it. Right? Yes, <laughs> Michigan's in it as well. But oh, are they? Michigan State's got a much better chance, right, oh. John? Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So this is all college, right? College. Yeah. Yep. See, I want to see okay. college teams play pro teams. Like, like remember when the Lions <laughs> the were cards. terrible? Like, I always Wait, wanted to see the... Did you just say remember Michigan when the Lions were terrible? Yeah, for like Last ever. season. So, <laughs> I want to see, like, the Lions play against, like, an a college football team, like maybe for charity. Like I, I think they should do stuff. Like if they that. played against State, State would whoop them. I know, but that's why it I would be awesome. I would like oh. to see that too. As yeah. a matter of fact, charity. Let's let's do it, guys. Get it together. Well, well hey, never speaking of no, basketball, I did watch the game that Joe Davis was uh, commentating. Oh yes, that was so cool. So we had Joe Davis for those of you that don't know on our show. He's yeah. an announcer, mm-hmm. Fox News, and he's going to be doing some of the LA Dodgers baseball games. Oh, nice. But he was on our show, and I was I was sitting there, and all of a sudden the guy goes, "Hey, and here's Joe Davis." And Bob what and game I, was that? Oh, isn't that terrible? I can't remember. It was in Ohio. By text it? Jackie, I'm like, you know, turn on channel. Or it was on uh, the the BTN network or whatever. Yeah, and um. It was so funny because it was cool to watch him. watching him yeah. sit there and boy is he good for his young he's like yeah. twenty seven oh, years I old know. wow and he's I like know. a announcer prodigy kind of yeah, thing you know exactly. he's going places and <clears throat> good great, looking guy too great guy he? yeah he's cute yeah. I always wondered if people like that announce like things that are going on in everyday life like during the day you mean like at the dinner table yeah. We have two old beef patties. And the mashed potatoes is making its way around the table. There it goes. Grandma's dipping the spoon in. I see butter to the left. Very good, guys. Okay. Lunacy, are you, do you do stand up? Not yet. You no? should. Okay. No, yeah, you really should. should. We're going to get to you. Uh, God, we thought we're we were going to get funny. you scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have a great guest here that I've been talking about. For, for weeks. For weeks. Because yes. I partied with this guy. Hello. And had no idea his, what his did. resume. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. That's how she meets all our guests. Oh, right. Do you, do you have a partying up. resume? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, well, she didn't know who you were. She's partying with you. And she has been talking about you a lot. Yeah. And so yeah. I am thrilled to meet you. But well, this Let's, is our favorite this segment. This is our favorite segment. And it's called What's the Wish, What's the Way, and What's in the Way. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. And this is an inspiring story. John Rios is a nationally known illustrator and graphic designer. He creates dynamic, awe-inspiring designs for an impressive list of clients in music, sports, automotive, TV, and movie industries. His work has been featured on everything from the cover of a New York Times bestselling book to race cars, guitars, 
magazines, product packaging, and concert stages worldwide. Welcome to the Nooner Show, John. Thank you for having me. John Rios. And when I say impressive list of clientele. I mean, you've worked with Kid Rock, Billy Idol, Janet Jackson. Molly Crew. I mean, the list goes on and on. Little Big Town, Rascal Flatts. Well, and and that's what I was saying to Denise when I told her about you. I said, this is the weirdest thing. I mean, I'm partying with this guy, and all of a sudden, I see your website and your resume and everything else, and I thought, he's so unassuming. He's just the cool, laid-back, chilled guy who has – and you've seen his artwork. Oh, you know what? And I want to tell everybody that's listening – Go to yeah. it's John Rios R I O S Designs right. dot com. Check out his website. Yeah, you have your to work see it. is amazing. It's unbelievable. Oh, no, Thank it you. really is. Thank I mean, you. I've sh- people come Thank over to the house, and I'm like, look at the work that this <laughs> this guy does. That yeah. this guest that we have on the show does. Wow, and it's so diverse. That's the key to making a living, being an artist. You know, you have to be able to do everything. You know. Uh, I'll set at my computer and work on a stage for, say, a kid rock and get up and go draw 20 kids at a birthday party in a backyard and then come back home and work on kid rock stuff again. Wow. You know? so well, I, let's yeah, go back to how, how did you get started? Uh, getting started just as an artist or yeah. like in stages? Uh, as an artist, uh, I was born that way, you know, and uh, my art teacher, Mr. Kemmler, love you, man, uh, you know, inspired me uh, to do what – I loved to do, and he was so committed to what he did, and the way he did it uh, just taught me a lot of attention to detail and on top of all the technical things, but his passion is really what inspired me to, you know, that I could do this, be an artist. So, what, and, um, and how old were you? Uh, Mr. Kemmler, uh, that would have been 16. Okay, 15. so high school. Yeah, I mean, I was an artist. I was born, I was, when I was a baby, my I'd run out of paper at the house my mom would cut up grocery sacks into slips of paper so i could draw them because i'd drawn i didn't draw on the walls thank god but uh, i'd drawn everything that i could get my hands on so i just kind of did it and did it and did it and i always heard that you know you're gonna be the, the terminology back then you're gonna be a famous artist someday and then i heard it almost every day of my life wow which i don't really i mean you grow up and i don't i'd rather be I'd rather be working in unknown soda. I don't care about fame and all. That's that's nothing. That's fluff. But uh, I, I love to be busy and I love to be known by people that need what I do. You know, right? And, and because I'm what I do is kind of, you know, what I do is the, the star, if you will. It's on the stage and it's on the cover of this or it's that, and you know, nobody needs to know. That I'm the guy at the you're party. The behind, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're the behind the scenes. Right. I make okay. other people's visions. You know, come true, and and I get to look at it and go, isn't that cool? And and then do the next thing, hopefully. So, so you you discovered that, or you realized at sixteen that this was something. I mean, uh, you've always liked it. It sounds like, or you've well, always been good at it. I, I mean, I knew that I wanted to be an artist much younger. Uh, oh, you but, did, yeah. But I, as far as like, uh, if I had to look back at a mentor, if you will, mm-hmm. that. Uh, made me realize you could make a living being an artist, it would be Mr. Kemmler, and it was about that age. And then I went on from there, and I got out of school, went in the Marine Corps, got out, and, uh, you know, I did odd jobs here and there. Uh, I was a security guard. I was a maintenance man. And I, I could ramble on from here if you like. Or Yeah. Oh, well, okay. So one day I'm a maintenance man at a place in Southfield. And I'm on my lunch hour, and that day literally changed my life because – I'm I'm listening to Ted Nugent on WRIF and he's mm-hmm. signing off 
And I'm like, holy crap, I know where Riff is. I just won some tickets like, you know, a year before I went and got tickets. So I know where the building is. Yeah. I'm going to go meet Ted. What the heck? I've got another 20 minutes on my lunch hour. So I, I stood outside the door and he took way too long for my uh, taste <laughs> to come out of the building because <laughs> I got to get back to work. So I, I, wait. I was probably 10 minutes late back to work, but I didn't care. So I, I, Ted comes out and everybody's, you know, swarming him and getting autographs and I literally walked up to him and said, hey, Ted, I'm an artist. I, I draw. And he said, well, send me some stuff. Wow. So, so, so I went home for about a week and a half, drew a bunch of cartoons of Ted, sent them to him. And two weeks later, I'm at work and I'm checking my voicemail, my answering machine. Holy shit. Ted calls me and says, John, I love your work. Wow. I want to put it in my magazine. And Oh I'm like, goodness. I'm in the office screaming, you know, everybody oh, runs bad. into the office and says, listen to this, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a security <laughs> issue here. <laughs> We're good. So <laughs> that's literally, so I drew, uh, I drew for his magazine for about eight, nine years. And I did it for, I'll be honest with you, I did it for nothing just so I could say I work for Ted, you know. Right. And, and it was a good experience. I had published work. Um, well, a few years go, uh, go by, nine years, and he wants to, I did this one caricature of him with this guitar was a wolf head and he's jumping through the air and he's got wolf feet and all this and he uh the last uh he did this series of concerts on new year's eve called the whiplash bash well he he got a hold of me and said listen i want to use that piece of art for the whiplash bash t-shirt and he paid me for it like really well and i'm like cool so <laughs> so then it got to be where i was getting paid for my artwork and i started doing t-shirts for him here and there and uh different promotional pieces and then um i did this piece for him for his like 50th or 60th birthday party it was downtown detroit uh a year later or two or three years later i don't recall somebody or he wanted to use it as a backdrop for his tour so and it's him writing a flaming middle finger with a bunch of <laughs> And a bunch of people like below him giving him the bird and there's a zebra down there giving him the bird and everything else a dog. <laughs> so uh, so he used it as a backdrop. Well, uh, a year and a half go by and the people that produced the backdrop out in California, their name is So What? And I love those guys. Uh, amazing, uh, amazing company that does backdrops for anybody you've ever heard of. They are the premier backdrop producer. And uh, so anyway, they got an opportunity to produce Crew Fest 2, which it was the 20th oh. anniversary of uh, Dr. Feelgood. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't have an artist or the people they were dealing with didn't have an artist to produce the art. And so they said to the guy, call John. So I get this call. I, it's in like July I'm or June. I'm sleeping. It's like 11 o'clock because I work all night in the first two weeks of June doing caricatures till 4 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, I, you know, I get woken up. You got to call this lady back. They want you to work for Motley Crue. Wow. And uh, so I call them and I meet the guy and or on the phone and do a bunch of sketches. I get the job for Motley Crue and it's like it's a huge 20-year-old. Uh, it's an insane asylum and there's a second set. And it's – I mean it was awesome. It was awesome to see and uh, it was a great opportunity. And then I go from there and they're like, well, hey, we need a piece for – I think it was Don Henley, and then it was Billy Idol, and then it was, and then it just kept going, and going, wow. and going. Because I, I kept, wow. I mean, I just did. I knew, I know how to set up a file. I know how to make it work at, you know, 
50 feet or 120 feet. Now, when they call you and say, I, we need a backdrop or, mm-hmm. you know, for example, for uh, for Motley Crue, do they give mm-hmm. you an idea of what oh, they want? Is it specific? And then you take it from there or yeah. do you – or do you come up with, with it? Uh, the themes are usually – a lot of time. artists really have a tight rein on where they want to go and how they want to be represented. So they are dealing with it. There's this nucleus of people that they surround themselves with and they collaborate. And by the time they come to get something done, you know, they have a pretty good idea. Like with, like with Motley Crue, it was uh, the 20th anniversary of Dr. Feelgood, which – they wanted it to look like uh, somebody had closed the doors on the insane asylum and hadn't it op- hadn't opened it in twenty years, and here it is. So oh, it was wow. these padded doors with mold and uh, just you know old uh, wheel marks from the gurneys going down the hallway and and just craziness, you know. And, and the second set was more of a steampunk type of thing, and uh, you know with. Knobs and gears and whatever. yeah, I saw that on your website. That cool. was that's so cool. Thank you. I wow. I had a blast doing it. It was so weird to. Uh, and there's another backstory. I had actually did a caricature of Nikki Six and his then time uh, girlfriend uh, Kat Von D. I heard she was coming to town. I wanted to give it to her, and I drew him kind of in a uh, American Gothic. Mm-hmm. So instead of a pitchfork, Nikki's holding his bass and. I went and met Kat, gave her the caricature. She loved it. She signed it. I'm going to give this to my boyfriend. So about a week later, I'm sitting on the couch looking at my phone, flipping through emails, and here's this email from some supposedly from Nikki Six. I look at it, and son of a gun, hey, my girlfriend gave me this caricature. I oh love it. Gosh. You know, and, and me and the guys, which I assume he's, he was with uh, 6 a.m. at the time. Yeah. So, He's they must he must have got it at a concert because me and the guys are just dig it. He's saying and I'm I'm like writing back. Hey, thank you, man. And he, we're like texting emails for oh like five. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm like, how did I get here? Now, this happened before I got the job for the stage. So when I got it, I didn't tell Nikki that I was the guy that he's wow. been talking to. And the reason uh, caricature doesn't get any respect, I don't think. I think because I, I'll do caricatures at an event or something. Yeah. And people in my buddies, Ariel, and, you know, they can all attest. The people will come up to you and say, so do you do real art? And I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I've held a pencil or two before. But, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, – so I didn't tell him that I'm the guy that did the caricature because I didn't want him envisioning. Right. Because it was literally within a couple of weeks. I didn't want him envisioning that, hey, this is just a caricaturist. Right. And I'm trying to do this, you know, long hallway and all this dark and uh, crazy stuff for his stay. So I didn't even tell him till later. And then I got to meet him, which is a whole nother crazy story but uh, backstage at Pine Knob. But uh, – uh, yeah, I never told him until afterwards, and then he wanted to meet me, and we met backstage. Wow. And, and, you know, so, you know, we, we communicated for I don't talk to him anymore much, but, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and then it goes on from there. I mean, the list is of uh, people that uh, I've been lucky enough, and uh, people have believed in me enough to give me the opportunity is – I just I just pinch myself. Well, and, it, and if you think about it, it all started because you went to go meet Ted Nugent, which and I'm told still stuck on artist. <laughs> I mean, you told him you were an artist. That's all. That I, was it. That was it. And that's that's literally. If I could, I can think of two people in my life uh, where I just met them and had a brief opportunity to do something literally mundane, one-off type of things, and it turned into a decade of work. 
Wow. Which is, I just, that's the, the what we try to get listeners to think about. Right. You know, you just never know when right. you're going to be able to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Right. And the fact that you even announced yourself as an artist. I love to ask kids, raise your hand if you're an artist. And your right. little kids, yay! Yeah. About fourth, fifth grade, not very many hands go up. Right. You know, which... <laughs> When we think about artists, obviously you really are one, but that you announced yourself like that. Uh, I, you know, I've always, uh, when you, if you're, I always say to people, people can't buy what they don't know exists. And if you're not out there telling somebody, hey, I do this, you know, how are they going to know? Right. You know, so I'd always been, uh, hey, I do this, you know, and I can do this and, no, really, I can help you with that. And it's with me, I, I'm so diverse anymore. I, I have a hard message to get across because, yes, I've, you know, worked for this band. And, yes, I've done caricatures in the backyard for this six-year-old. And I've been to that bar mitzvah and I've been, you know, I've done this package and that race car and, and this greeting card and that book. And so, I mean, to 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 say – 7,000 words and say you do all this. That's my biggest struggle with marketing yeah. myself anymore because – Which is one of the questions I actually had on my list is when people ask you, what do you do? What, <laughs> I, I do that. I laugh. I'm like, <laughs> I wow. laugh. What don't I do? You right. Know? Like what's on your business card? I need to get business cards. <laughs> oh, man. I know a good artist. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, a good graphic designer. Uh, you know, I mean, I literally – I have one for caricaturing and I have one for design. Okay. And I have one for stages, you know. So I – because it's too much to process. People, people can absorb so much. So, you know, if they go – you know, if they go to an Italian restaurant and you're serving tacos – there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what you'll get? You know what? You know. If you're there with your husband, run. <laughs> but I literally, if you see lunacy there, run. <laughs> you know, but literally you come to this restaurant and you can get tacos and hamburgers and pizza and ribs. And, I right. mean, I'll, whatever you need, right. you know? Right. So it's it's a little hard to describe it all. If you yeah. could only do one thing, because yeah. like you said, you do these amazing sets. Mm-hmm. You come up with logos. You came up with um, the monsters for a card game yep. I saw. I mean, you are really diverse, but if you could only do one of those things, sure. is there one you, you you like the most or prefer? I hate to ask favorite questions, but uh, you know, I, I guess I'd have a two part answer. The best part about what I do is that the diversity, you know, so not having to do one thing over yeah. and over and over. Because even though you know you're doing something really cool and you know it's you know I can't wait to go to the show and see this or whatever. I can't wait to see it here or there. Uh, it's also cool to get out and just like go interact with people and make them laugh or, or, you know, do any kind any other kind of art. But in the same breath, if I could do anything, I mean, I have, if I could do anything, I'd probably, I'd love to develop more of my own signature, if you will, where people go, Hey, that's a John Rios. Yeah. Cause right now I'm so diverse and I'm making so many people's a vision come true or making their, you know, whatever they want to do. Uh, become reality. Um, I don't really have time to develop uh, what is my signature, my you know, my Andy Warhol soup can, if you will, or whatever. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So, but I have some ideas. I'd love to. I mean, I, I was in the Marine Corps uh, from eighty two to eighty six, and I would love. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I have this vision in the back of my head uh, where I'd love to do some. Artwork that uh, you know uh, shows soldiers uh, or Marines or uh, sailors, you know, in heroic 
uh, kind of uh, artwork that's uh, you know my own signature because I, I think that uh, people you know I've been to restaurants and stuff and you sit in there and you're watching you know the news is on in the in the mm-hmm. corner and people are yeah. laughing and yucking it up and they're here they're talking about yeah six Marines died in a helicopter today and right. and yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting there going. Nobody cares enough, you know. So, yeah. I mean, if it was me and I could do anything, I'd love to develop something like that where mm-hmm. people can. I don't know that I. I don't know if it'd be fine art like in a gallery or if I'd be on T-shirts. I, I'd. I just want the awareness to be out there. Right. So if I could do anything, my brothers from three three would be represented. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you, you know? need to do that. Yeah. I, I'd love. You know, it's it's a matter of economics. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta pay the bills every month. So and who right. am I to sneeze at? You know, I'm right. working. I'm working with uh, three bands right now. I mean, and I. Uh, you know, I'm going to go home and finish up a logo for somebody, and uh, hope to hear approval on something else. And wow, you know, so it's um, you know, you can't. You, there's so many hours in a day, and right, and you right. know, we, yeah, and, that right. makes sense. <laughs> we were talking on the way here about something we want to yeah. do. It's like, whoa, where are we going to find yeah, time when, to do that? I mean, um, I know, but when it when you have such a great idea and it's for such a great cause, and you do, I mean, you can look at like even your caricatures. They're not just typical. No. I didn't. I didn't think typical caricatures. This is not the like, ki- type of drawing you get done at Cedar Point. I do those too, though. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> at Cedar Point, no, I'm some not. Some of those pictures, like the um, well, the well, I guess Superman. The Superman one wasn't a caricature. I thought the uh, the tennis shoe, the um, Boston, Boston Marathon. Uh, yeah, it was. I every oh. now and then I, I get touched by you, you know certain events. And, okay, yeah, so did you just do that on your own? Yeah, just. I did. I you know what? I, you know how Facebook has this. Uh, uh, they'll throw up an image where it's like five years ago today you were doing this. Yeah. Well, this morning, believe it or not, one came up and it was this caricature I did, and I the caricature maybe not. I don't know. It was what I did anyway. It was uh, it was after the big tsunami in Japan, mm-hmm. and there's oh. Mr. Miyagi with tears running down his eyes, and he's. He's uh, cutting a bonsai tree into the shape of Japan. Oh wow! And oh wow! Because and I the, the reasoning behind it is he's, he's the guy with the answers, and he's like, "Do it this way, do it this way." And and to me, it, the symbolism was he, he has no answers for this, you know. Yeah. So he's just he's just crying, and he's all wow. he could do is wow, you know, give love to Japan, and and that I mean, it was a powerful caricature, you know. Right. But uh, um, yeah, what you is get, the definition of a caricature. Uh, wait, who's got the thesaurus? Here? No, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, no, uh, it's just a, it's an exaggerated uh, likeness of uh, of an individual or thing. Okay, you know. Okay. Uh, Do you look at people and? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, are you looking at Jackie right now? Oh, and yeah. She's doing an Italian woman slurping <laughs> spaghetti with. Yeah, <laughs> spaghetti sounds good right now. It does. I like cold spaghetti. Yeah, it does. I'm hungry now. Uh, I want tacos and spaghetti. Tacos and spaghetti. Yeah. I mean, do you do that? I, I did not. Not, really, not, not really. no. I, well, not always like scenarios, but I'll walk into like a, I'll be in a supermarket or walk by somebody down the street, and I'll go, "Holy crap! I want to draw that guy." Okay. <laughs> you know, or I'll be at a rest. I'll like uh, my wife and I uh, will go to a restaurant and. You know, the next thing she'll know, you know, she'll be handing me a pen and draw the waiter, you know. <laughs> so uh, the That's waiter will funny. end up with a tip and a caricature. You oh, know. and you'll oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh, that's cool. That'd be a great yeah. tip. Do do the people in your life, like, you're obviously very creative. Mm-hmm. Thank do you. you tend to be drawn to people like that or do you tend yeah. to find people in your life that balance that? Um, uh, 
uh, you know what? I live in Hadley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is like, believe it or not, it's this little village full of artists that are just amazing, like Bob Warren and oh, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've had Kelly on the show. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I mean, just uh, in just that little nucleus of yeah. okay. people that are just amazing. But yeah, I mean, there's a there's an artist here that I should introduce you to in Detroit. His name is Rich Wright. He's a amazing jewelry designer, oh. and uh, he does fashion and stuff like that. And he's a good friend of mine, and we've collaborated on uh, guitar designs for charities. And he's just an amazing artist. But and uh, you know, I have a slew of uh, caricature buddies that are just. Uh, you know they're they're like a second family. You know uh, Ariel and Dan and Bob and I mean these guys are just wow. you know amazing, amazing. Can you imagine artists. being around people like that all no, the time. No, I can't draw a stick figure. Yeah, so I can't to either. see somebody uh, to be able to draw like that and then create things like mm-hmm. that, it's I mean it's pretty amazing. Now, could your can your mom draw? Uh, no, uh, no. My mom passed away when I was uh, like fifteen. Oh, and, yeah. So, oh. Uh, yeah, that was yeah that was. That was a sad time in Tough my life. Tough time. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, and she did not – we used to write music together, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, if you will, it was more like poetry. But, I, you know, uh, we would uh, – and my grandma did that. She would, you know, write songs. And back in the day, I guess you could send lyrics or whatever to Nashville and they'd send you back a 45 or something with somebody oh. singing it. But wow. so, hmm. um, so we'd write poetry together and, and that kind of thing, you know, when I was really young and – um, uh, but as far as artists, my cousin Candy uh, was an artist. She actually went to Ferris and studied, and I don't. She never really pursued it as a career. Okay. But as a child, when you know you're you're in McBride, Michigan, here's this artist. You know, at a really young age, I was like you know zero to seven years old. This you know this cousin of mine I looked up to. Uh, you know, because I could see she was doing some really cool stuff and. That was really influential way back okay. then, and I'd get, I'd get anybody that would show me a tip or a trick or whatever how to draw something new. So to, no, I mean anybody other than her, anybody else that has that talent? Not that I'm aware of. Wow. Not that I'm. I mean, I'm sure there could be, but you know, I'm not that right. I'm aware not of your mom or your dad. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Usually, there's some link there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there could be, but I'm just not aware of it. Uh, and, and the fact that I loved what you said in the beginning about no, everybody told you all your life that you yeah. would be an artist. Um, I know several artists who were told you'll never make it in this business right. or you're not any or, good at that. Or, or there's no yeah. money in it or you right. know, go to college, go to college. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, you know, I guess it, this was coming out of my pores, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, uh, it was just something that was always part of my life and who I was and who can, I am. Can you imagine doing anything else? Uh, no. Uh, the, well, if I wasn't an artist, I'd probably be the world's greatest barbecue chef. <laughs> <laughs> so you I like, love well, barbecue. Well, that's an art. That, you know what? Oh, that's it is. Art. That's true. <laughs> or I at mean, least I'd attempt to be. Right. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I, I love to cook and yeah. I, I got the smoker outside. And if you're invited to the house, you will leave with a grin. So oh. hopefully. Are there, <laughs> are there times, you know, you've worked with all these amazing clients. Are there times that you have to tone down your creativity for them? <laughs> <laughs> well, you- well, okay. So here's a here's a backstory. Uh, I uh, okay. So like the last time I used to get emails from Ted Nugent, and the last time he did that was for an album called Love Grenade. And I don't know if you've seen the cover of Love Grenade, but there's an illustrated version, and it's uh, his 
let's put it this way. Management doesn't lo- allow me to talk to Ted anymore. <laughs> so uh, it, it's really, really risque and, and what have you. So, oh. But, it, I mean, it's it's – well, if you looked at it as like a glimpse of time in a movie, it'd be – it's rated R+. plus. Mm. Okay. But, uh, but uh, you know, because it's a still image and it's out there, you know, because it doesn't change – it's it's like whoa. So, <laughs> oh, well, look it up, which, there it is. Brandon. Get on Google. Is which it's on your website. <laughs> no, nah, that one's not. A, I was, <laughs> yeah. No, <it's> not. <laughs> he, is, he is editing himself yeah. Yeah, right yes. now. I'm editing. My, yeah. it's okay. So bleep. But Ted loved it, obviously. Oh heck yeah! You oh, know, okay. and, it's rock and roll. Yeah, right. I mean, they were trying to get me to do more of a. I mean, you know, you ever see the mud flap? It's a girl on the cover. Oh, and, I'm sure. And you know the mud flap girl <laughs> with the yeah. with the chrome, the the uh, the kind of the silhouette kind of chrome version. Yeah, they wanted it to be more like that. Ted's like, heck no. <laughs> and it's the best. I mean, if you ever get an email from him, it's he's he emails like he talks on the radio. It's just like I'm in my office crying. You know, just <laughs> wow. reading. You want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! You right. know, I'm gonna get paid to do. Right, right. I can be this risque. Love it. It's not a – I mean that was the one risque one. I mean but the other ones are – you know, he's like – I did one of him as a two-headed beast and he's wolf and, you know, uh, and it's – it has – it has its (laughs) embellishments. How how long does it take to um, finish a project? Uh, Depends. I mean it really – everything's, you know, a la carte. Everything's individual. It's – you know, I don't have a price list out there because I get so many – you know, how do you how do I predict how long anything's going to take? But, you know, I mean, some projects take, you know, on the low end, five, eight hours on the high end, 25, 36 hours. Oh, OK. Well, that's you know? So to bad, do though. like um, uh, Kid Rock's yeah. set. Yeah. Like what did that take? De- well, it depends on which I've worked with. Uh, <laughs> I've worked with Bob since uh, the Born Free tour. He was remember the big. Uh, show down at uh, Ford Field where he called it 40 Field and yeah. it was yeah. his 40th birthday. Yep. The backdrop for that I designed. And uh, that was at the same time that Born Free came out, uh, his album Born Free. So I I, uh, I got the call from my buddy Joe uh, to go uh, and, uh, you know, work on this birthday backdrop. And then uh, I hooked up with uh, Bob's uh, manager guy. I don't know if that's a correct term. His name's Shakes. And Shakes called me and said, "Come over to the office. We're going to work on the tour." So, but at the mean, in the meantime, I'm working on the birthday backdrop. So I go over there, literally sitting at a table exactly this size, and uh, you know, and Bob's sitting beside me, and there's Shakes, and then there's the lighting director, and the four of us. I'm sitting there just shaking. I mean, holy crap! I'm in Kid Rock's office working on the Born Free tour. Wow. Uh, artwork, you know, and I was on my lunch hour again. I don't know what it is with me and lunch. But. <laughs> it works. You're, you're here at noon. It's like your lucky hour. <laughs> you <know? But laughs> it's but, your reward for sacrificing, you know, food. You know? Hey, so uh, uh, so anyway, um, no, it was, I mean, working, it's, it's all from a network going back to, you know, saying hi to Ted and then hooking up with the wonderful company out in California called So What?, and uh, and they turning me on to uh, uh, other entities in the business like uh, you know Gallagher and and these um, you know uh, art directors and front of house guys that uh, you know they're the ones that are doing the legwork in getting 
the backdrops, the set designs. You know, I work mostly with the people that are around them. Uh, in that case, I actually sat in there with uh, Kid Rock and working on his stage. And I've worked on his stages since then. Uh, uh, the last two tours, I had at least done, you know, the renderings and wow. uh, mock-ups for this uh, last one here was the first kiss and then the one before that. And then, that's you know, born so free. Cool. It's, it's know. a blessing. What, it's what's a blessing. it like? What was it like the very first time you saw, you went to a concert and saw the, the stage set up and, uh, and you designed it. I mean, what was that feeling? I, like? uh, okay. The first one, gosh, well, let's see. I mean, it was, in, it, you get like your ears get hot and you get the sweats and you're like, I, I mean, it. you know, you're, I mean, you're just like, Holy crap, the last time I saw that it was on my computer screen and yeah. now it's 40 feet wide and you know 18,000 people are screaming. Wow. And uh I remember one of the a cool moment it was just really brief I'm backstage at one of Ted's shows and and the lights go off and they the backdrop actually fell and then the lights hit it before Ted comes out. So there's nothing on the stage but the gear and my backdrop and the lights hit it and the crowd goes bah! Wow, <laughs> and I'm wow. like, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're part of the concert, right? You know, right? Wow, you yeah. help you help create the energy and set the tone by exactly. That's and, so cool. And then in, a, in the same breath, there's a a buddy of mine was, I was Ted did his sec, six thousandth concert here at uh, DTE uh, a few years ago. I couldn't make it. A buddy of mine went, and he said, "Oh, you should have been there, man. It was great." And I said, "Well, what did you think of the backdrop?" And he said to me, what backdrop? Oh. And I was like, uh, <laughs> what? So I go to YouTube and I find this video taken with like a flip phone yeah. from the hill at Pine Knob. And it's a really crappy video, but all you can see is like little things moving around and a backdrop. And I sent him the video. I'm like, this backdrop. <laughs> but, then, but, but, I, but I learned from that, though, was something very important. And it, it speaks to what you said is that. When I'm doing my job really well, it's it's part of the ambiance. It's part right. of the scenery. It's part of Ted's house or Kiss's house or right. you know Don Henley's house. It's part of the right. experience. Right. And and for I sat there for about a day or two going, wow, man, I worked my butt off yeah. on that. You didn't even see it. It's forty feet wide. How do you not see? Well, because I think if you said to me what did you see the backdrop i you know i would picture just like a little banner or something not the whole set and right. you know that's a good point though yeah. like the the flag and the the little big town yeah i could see where there would be some backdrops that you're what you just said they would be so much a part of a it a part of it yeah yeah it's part of experience and, right and you know i i there was a cool thing to learn is you know that and so I'm, I'm over that. I mean, he could say what backdrop or whatever. You know, that's, he's not, that's he's cool. not your friend anymore. No, he's, he's, I love Ricky. I love you, man. I'm Don't kidding. give him tickets. <laughs> we'll Actually, take them. Yeah. We'll I, notice the backdrop. We'll notice your backdrop every time, baby. R- I'm looking through your designs, and these are all really, really, really elaborate. Isn't it oh, amazing? That's, I see. Uh, Aren't they amazing? Yeah. yeah. I could tell you a story about any one of those. Well, I want. Uh, I have a question cut. to ask. That design that is that is sweet looking. I I got that through Gallagher uh, Gallagher Staging and wonderful guys Joe Gallagher love him to death and uh, they came to me with that concept they, and Kid Cudi wanted it to look like a cross between the moon and Superman's Fortress of Solitude and so how long did that take you? Well, it, now the Gallagher built everything. 
Right. I didn't have anything to do with building. I I came up with the concept, or I, I developed a concept because he it was Kid Cudi's concept, uh-huh. and he needed they needed somebody to visualize it so that you know Gallagher could build it. Right. So I I was part of you know okay well it needs to be this big and the logo's got to be this big and so I I designed the whole thing and actually you know we went back and forth enough where I actually had to, that's one of the jobs where I got to work with the artist himself so. I was on the phone with Kid Cudi uh, at least once uh, going awesome. over the details so we could refine it. So Wow. So, I mean, just even coming up with all the measurements. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's going to take up a lot of time. It's not just drawing or illustrating. No, no. Right? Or, it's, yeah, uh, we, were, we live in a digital age and, and these backdrops that are 40, 60, 100 and some odd feet long, you know, they it's, it's cute to come up with this picture. But like one of the pictures he works uh, – uh, scanning by there uh, was uh, for a band named Death Cab for Cutie. And oh, I yeah. saw that the album cover recreation. Right. I recreated that, that. Thank you. I, you know, I had to. It had to be like when you see it. But when they're doing an album cover or a CD cover, nobody's thinking. In you know, ten years ago, hey, we got to make this thing big enough to print forty feet or right. fifty feet. So, oh. so I had to take this thing, and it that was a technical. I could tell you how Nightmare. I did that. Nightmare. Well, well, the yarn, getting the yarn right. There's a bunch of yarn underneath the bird. I mean, that caught my eye. That really. It was. My that eye. took some time. I had to. I could tell you how I did it, but it's long and boring. Anyway, it turned out. So <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Is there are there artists or graphic designers whose work you really admire or yeah uh, yeah I mean going back I mean there was a there was a fantasy artist named Boris and you've seen his artwork like. Uh, uh, he did a National Lampoon vacation type. Uh, he, he's like does all the muscle guys with like the blue tones on their skin. And uh, he was huge. Frank Frazetta. Uh, there's a guy now uh, named Jason Seiler who's uh, – he did Time's Man of the Year, the Pope illustration on the cover of okay. Time. Uh, he does tons of caricatures for Time and Newsweek and just great artists. Um, uh, let me think. Um I can't think right now. Well, that's a lot right there. <laughs> yeah. I, it, do you ever did you ever think you needed to move to like LA or New York yeah. to really get your name out there? Uh, you know, the the thought had crossed my mind, um, but God bless the internet. You know, I yeah. I live I look out my office window and ducks are taking themselves for a walk down the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, and and so I'd rather see that than cabs and and yeah, craziness right. any day. Right. You know, that's so right. true. I love that ducks are taking. They literally for a walk. do. I swear, it's the cutest thing. <laughs> it is the cutest thing. Um, okay, gosh, I'm looking over my notes here. Oh, Batman or Superman? Uh, I'd have to go Batman. Okay, that <laughs> I was- love Superman. Well, that's an amazing drawing of Batman that you did you. as well. Thank and you. And I, when I saw that, I thought, hmm, Batman or Superman. What about you, Jackie? Batman or Superman? Wonder Woman. <laughs> of course. But which one would you prefer, Swerve. Batman or Superman? <laughs> oh, to be rescued gosh. by. Yeah. yeah. To, or to eat tackles with. Right. <laughs> what, what were we going to ask? <laughs> which one? Uh, Batman or Superman? you got to okay. pick. Um, Batman. Okay. Well, Jessica? Uh, Batman. Hello. Okay, what Superman about gets you? no love today, if, apparently. If it's, a, if it's a fight, I'm going with Batman. Really? He's, he's got kryptonite. He's yeah. too smart. No, Superman yeah. has kryptonite. No, no. he, yeah, he dies from it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So you know, <laughs> Batman oh. sucking up on that. I liked Robin myself. <laughs> of course you did. That doesn't surprise me oh, at all. Oh. Denise supports Robin. the underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, I do. Okay. You know, if anybody wants to see John's designs and anything that we were talking about on here, you can go to johnriosdesigns.com, R-I-O-S, and all that stuff is there. Perfect. So what's next, John? What's next for you? Uh, as far as work goes, I just finished up three pieces for Alice Cooper last week. Oh, wow. Which I love. They're, they're, I can't wait till you see them. They're going to be cool. And then uh, I, I, I'm working with um, Megadeth. Right uh-huh. now? Okay. Yep. Nice. Yep. I, they're on tour and they, they want to add some stuff to their set. Uh, and I'm doing something for a, a lovely lady. Uh, I love her music. Her name's L. King. Uh, oh, she's yeah. Grammy nominated. Mm-hmm. I'm working with her right this minute. So wow. when, I, when I get home, I got to. Check my, I got to check my email and see if she likes what I sent over before That's, I left. Now, um, now, you, can people order prints from you? Um, not, not of any of that stuff. That's no. all proprietary. Okay. You know, I mean, uh, you know, that's the artist. I was thinking that someday, you know, when I don't care anymore and I'm like sixty or eighty, you know, and I'm not caring about uh, the next dollar, I, maybe I'll do a book. You know, of all oh. the stage artwork. You know, I mean, I don't even know if that's possible, but you know. Uh, like with Rick, he's saying, I didn't see the backdrop. I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to do like a coffee table book of all this that stage cool. artwork? Well, that, especially for musicians, right. you know, fans yes. of these bands. And I mean, it was, it's fun yeah. to look at just on your oh, website. Right. You might as well make money on it. Right? Well, I don't I don't even, you know, it's, I wouldn't think, I mean, yes, making money is always good. Right. But uh, it was more, for me, it's more like, uh, wow, you know, people save like, you know, save up their money. They buy tickets to go to the show three months ahead of time. There's all this anticipation. They get together with their friends. They party in the parking lot. An hour and a half, two hours later, the show's over, and they have this nice memory. But wouldn't it be cool to revisit a part of the show later? Right. And to me, the, 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 the heartfelt connection of that and that experience and going back – that's the genesis of the idea, more right. so than hey, I could make a dollar off it. Right. You know, I don't. I never. I never occurred to me too much, but uh, I just thought, wouldn't it be cool to have a way to revisit it? Maybe it's a gallery show. Maybe yeah. it's a mm-hmm. book. Maybe it's a whatever. It's just a thought. But you have so much great oh. artwork. I, I love that elephant. <laughs> oh, uh, the elephant. Is he on a ball? Or? No, he's got things coming out of his ears. You know? Oh yeah, that, that one. That was for Latino Magazine. I'm actually doing another. I'm as a matter of fact, it's out for approval right now for Latino Magazine, a uh, full page uh, illustration. If they don't like it, do they? they you just go back it. to the drawing table and you redo it, or? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, one thing that's hard for an illustrator to, or an artist of any kind, uh, you put so much of your heart yeah. into artwork. The my biggest liberating moment is when I kind of when I got I was tired of getting my heart ripped out. I just kind of pulled it away and said, "This is a commodity. This is what I have to sell." And even though I do put my heart into it and I love it, you know, uh, being able to pay the bills doing what I love to do is huge. So, right. you know, shut up. <laughs> you know, take a little criticism yeah. and and you know, yeah. So they want it left. They want it right, taller, bigger. Green, blue, whatever the edit is or restart, I don't really care. I mean, you know, it's not – I'm not here to fulfill my vision. I told you what right. my vision is. You know, this is where I'd like to go. But in the meantime, where I'm doing what I love to do, yeah, OK. It's your vision. Wow. So, right. You know what? He, life. what he just said reminds me of the quote that Rebecca posted. Oh, I love The that. two most important days of your life is that you were born – when you were born and when you discovered what your purpose was. And yeah. you certainly, yeah. Why? Why you? Why you were born? Yeah. Yep. Why you were born, born and why you were born? Something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> our uh, CEO posted that on our Facebook page, and I loved it. Yeah. Have I you figured too. out why you were? Why you're here? 
No, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> it sounds to me like John's figure- he figured yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you figure it out? Heck no. Yeah. Not yet. I mean, you know, I wow. hope, I hope to, uh, you know, be here for my kids and yeah. make them mm-hmm. better individuals and all of that. But you don't advertise per se. It's all no. word of mouth, right? He doesn't mm. need to. No, I know. <laughs> no, I know. I just. I got a call from Google the other day and I told her, a lady that she's, I've never heard anybody say that before. About word of mouth? That- yeah, that I don't want to spend money with you doing that. You know, I mean, I could probably fill in the holes. And, that, you know, there are downtimes. And there are times I'm like, maybe I should call that lady from Google. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then but, something happens because. But, yeah, because. And then the phone rings, you know, give all uh, thanks to God. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, thank you, God, for keeping me employed and a roof over my head. And thank you for my lovely wife, Denise. And, you know, I mean. And thank her you lovely for, name. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? Word of mouth is the only advertising. If you're really good, right. I mean, maybe not the only, but it certainly is the best advertising. Right. It's, well, it's the most effective because right. It, right. it's somebody who's established that they see value in the work that you do, and then they can refer you to somebody who has a, a need that needs to be fulfilled. Right. And is, that's, that's more powerful than typing something into a box and mm-hmm. saying, hey, right. Right. this what is what I, I do. Uh, do. I get that kind of work every now and then, and then – you know, people want me to, you know, jump through the hoops and prove myself. And I'm like, yeah, that's not yeah. okay, can we Have go past this? Yeah. <laughs> right. well, and there's a lot to what you, you said, because I actually do web design and web development. And okay. it's funny because as a designer, too, it's like I'd rather not put the work in my own website to show, look how awesome I can build a website. I'd rather my portfolio speak for itself mm-hmm. and what I can do. So when they're like, well, show us you can do this or that. I'm like, I don't have time for that. You either want me to do this or you don't. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And it's not an arrogance thing. It's right. like, I've got to, I've got to pay the bills next right. month. You it's know? Like, it's logistics at the right. end of the day. Right. That's all it is. No, I, I totally get it. Cause you, you, you know, you're calling me, you're aware of me because I'm good at what I do, I guess. Right. You know? Now, can Denise draw? Denise, she draws my attention. Yeah. Well, that, then she can draw. Oh, Good for amen. her. That's a, that's a great answer. That wow. is the best answer. <laughs> He's practiced that. I love it. Yeah. Is there somebody you would still love to work with? Like heck yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, put it out there because law of attraction. We're big on. Uh, I'd love to work with. I mean. The Nooner uh, Girls. Well, we're yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I got a cool opportunity last summer. I got to do caricatures at a private event at the Fox Theater, and uh, and uh, oh, so I'm cool. like walking in there. They're like, the, the Secret Service is at the door. You got to get in here. Put your phone away. Don't put it. Out. I don't even know who I'm working for. So I'm sitting down and I'm talking to these people. I'm like, Do you know who this party's for? And I'm thinking, you know, it's a political year. It could be anybody. And Nobody would say. And then I finally got one lady to say, this party's for the Rolling Stones. They're going to be here in like five minutes. Oh, wow. oh, so the my. next thing I know, you know, Mick Jagger standing behind me. I'm shaking <laughs> Ronnie Wood's hand. And oh, then, my Yeah. God. So like Ronnie and his wife sit down and I got to draw him and his wife. And then Ronnie, who's a, an amazing illustrator himself, he's a great artist. He liked what I was doing so much. He spent the, almost the entire night behind me watching me. I mean, Keith. Keith, wow! Yeah, Keith Richards and Ronnie are standing behind me, goofing on the people that I'm drawing. At one time. <laughs> I'm like, "How did I get here?" You, you know, know I just fed the goat an hour ago. You know, wow. and now I'm downtown Detroit. <laughs> I'll tell you what: if, if you if you ever decide to do a book, it can be more than just the pictures because I think the stories that you have that go with these pictures and just just the story of how you got started that would be a great coffee table yeah. book. 
Wow. That well, really thank would. You. Thank you. I, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, oh. One of the things you could do, it sounds like by Love the time it. you're ready to just do whatever you want, I think the VR is going to take off, like the virtual reality. They got like the Oculus headsets. Oh, wow. You could do that artwork, like the stage design, and make it all 3D and VR. Oh, how cool. That would be sweet. Because you said you scale every, you're scaling everything at such a big magnitude. So right. when, it, when you're looking at your other designs that are smaller in scale, it sounds like you already got the eye for framing all that. Yeah. So once that pops, and it's going to happen soon in a couple of years. Wow. I mean, you're going to be... You'd be right on that level where you could take all that and adapt and have, have oh, something. Cool. Oh, yeah. Like people could be at the venue again type of yeah, thing. Yeah, like look just at- like you were talking about, like oh, re-experiencing that's really it. Cool. And then what you could do is like you could talk to the like the tour managers or whoever you worked with to put all that stuff together. You could try to do a thing where you're recreating the stage and then taking like like Metallica. They always record every show they do now. Yeah. You could wed the music and then recreate like, you know, oh, there's a stage, there's a sound and like a virtual reality tour. So they could, people could like, really, yeah, wow, like really check there. it out. See, that's a whole money angle for you right there. <laughs> wow, well, connect wow. the dots. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. I, well, we have to wrap up. What? Okay. I'm sorry. Why are you always my buzzkill? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your buzzkill. I'm just She's teasing the one you. That's I miss you so hey, much. Hey. Don't don't blame it on me. I, I know. I need <laughs> somebody to, um, to so, do that. If people want to get a hold of you, please do. Okay. So via what? <laughs> Facebook. Uh, sure. There's uh, John Rios Designs on Facebook. Okay. Uh, it's a little blue icon. You can see it there. And please, uh, yeah, like and uh, okay. um, and what have you. And then there's you know JohnRiosDesigns.com. R I O S. R I O S. Yes. So. And you know what? Okay. You have uh, surpassed what Jackie told me. Oh. You would be like, and you know why you're so successful? I'm just going. Other than the fact that you're an amazing artist, it is your humility. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You, you know, you. the fact that you don't need to move I mean, to New York or no, LA. No, please don't. Right. No. no I like don't. Hadley. Yeah. 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 No. Well, we it, love I, having you here in yeah. Ferndale. Thank Thanks us. for coming, Jen. Oh, thank you I for mean, having me. Appreciate Keep up the great work. It. Yep. Thank you. And you can check John Rios out on Facebook, um, message him, uh, like his stuff. And, Look at his website. Uh, yeah, amazing. Check out the website. Seehiswork.com. Yep. John Rios. And we end every interview with a fortune cookie. Now, oh, normally we say, um, after we read the fortunes, we say in bed, but I'm kind of thinking maybe we should say with tacos. Uh, with tacos. Yeah. <laughs> I think with tacos. tacos. Okay, for those of you joining us late, God, I really want shame on you, now. first of all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hitting up Taco Bell on the way home, <laughs> on the way to work. Yes, yeah. and we do have to say thank you to Brandon for scooting in here today. Yes. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, it was fun. Well, um, and let me just talk about a couple things coming up while we're passing out the fortune cookies here. Next week we have hip-hop artist Easy to God is back on the show. Um, he's in New York coming back for our interview, so we're excited to spend some time with him again. Oh, yeah, check that um, out. He's and um, we also have this Sunday big charity event that's happening at the Detroit Pub that's uh, hosted by uh, Red and um, Steward Artist Management, and this is for uh, the Flint uh, water crisis situation that's going on. And it's only $10. It starts at 3 o'clock from 3 to 11. There's a great lineup of musicians. Every minute is um, will be filled with music. What yeah, day? It's, it's, that's uh, uh, Sunday the 20th, and, I'm, I'm, and we have actually um, – Damon Christian. Damon Christian. Damian I will be, Christian. I will he's, be performing yes, as well. He, he's a solo hip hop artist and he's going to be there. And we have um, Red is going to be perform- performing. We have George Anid, who was on the show 
uh, Caitlin Barbie. There's a huge Is lineup. Is going to be there? Rocky's going to be there as well. Yeah, it's yep. going awesome. to be a really good assembly. Oh, I'll be out of town. It's going to be a great show. So Are you I will, I'm going to be there. Oh yeah, I think I'm going. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you know what? Listen, this is what I like about events like this. One, you support local music. Two, mm-hmm. it's a great cause. So. You know, I don't always get to go out it's and donate and do things. And you get to you get to help a, a, a really good cause out and enjoy yourself at the same time. Right. Which is, you know, for only 10 bucks, you get this lineup of uh, musicians. I know I had fun the last time I was there with you, Jackie. Oh, it was Wish fun. I was going to so be anyway, so we're going to close the, the show today with um, a song that uh, Red just released. And it's called High Life. And is our tech yep. there? Wait, yeah. are we going to read our... Oh, we have to read our fortunes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Well, let's start with lunacy. Yeah, lunacy. Go Go ahead. Are we saying with tacos? We're saying with tacos. You will be fortunate in everything you put your hands to <laughs> with tacos. <laughs> and our poor, our poor listeners don't this. probably even know what we're talking about. Well, okay. that's a good thing. Because, the, yeah, in this um, case, it's a good thing. Okay, yeah. come on, John. What's yours say? Uh, you will be showered with good luck and tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your talents will be recognized and suitably rewarded in tacos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you will enjoy peace and harmony in your home with tacos. Nice. <laughs> there are riches headed your way with, with tacos. So, Lunacy, thank you for being here. Thank you for you, can, yes, you can catch um, some of his uh, interesting experiences with uh Calling hookers and the law yeah. and everything else. Well, and, and the story about tacos on uh, the corner with K-Hub on Tuesday nights. Well, yep. they, they can go back to SoundCloud if they yes. want to catch. Yeah, if yeah, you missed yesterday's show, right, last so, night. So they would go to K-Hub in the corner yep. and listen to so in the, Tuesday the nights. So March, yeah, yeah. what was yesterday? Um, guys, I think it was the 15th. Yeah, okay. sure. So March 15th <laughs> yeah, show. Right. To find out why we've been talking about Yeah, or you can just go to podcastdetroit.com and all of our shows are listed under the show page and then you can link our SoundCloud from that. Okay. Okay. Or the Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. And if you you know, if you miss the beginning of our show, go to SoundCloud and Right. Re-listen, right? And Jeff? thank you, John Reels, for <laughs> being you. here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great story. Why don't you story. send us goodbye? Like, what's your final words to anybody that Needs to find out what they love to do and get paid to do do it. What what last bit of advice would you tell them? Uh, I would uh, listen to that little guy speaking inside you. Wow. You know, always trust that guy because uh, people can uh, do anything from tell you, you know, you're wonderful or great or bad or good or you'll never make it. Yeah, right. You just do you and don't worry do about you. I like don't, that. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say. Love it. I like Thanks, that. John. Do you. Do ah! you. All right. And so we'll leave you with that. But always remember, sometimes your only available transportation is the leap of faith. Thanks, Thanks for, for taking, taking a leap. leap of faith. <laughs> <laughs> You're back. I'm back. <laughs> All right. We have Red, R-E-D-D, High Life is the song. Yeah. 
First off, let me work off all the stress on my chest because I don't want to go too soft. When you spend too long trying to move on, you got to remember other people that you prove wrong. Life is so amazing that I found myself trying to learn the basics. My inner conscience is the one language that I listen to on a daily basis. I'm infatuated by the fact that I made it this far when it's saturated by a masquerade of society that is way too easily captivated. But I capture all the moments inside of me that inspire me, even the ones that ended violently. Even the times I might have lost myself when I was blind, all I had to do was try to see. It's not as hard as you think. I had to talk with my mom and she told me that I really need to understand one thing. If I want to be something, you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. So don't waste any space in your lungs doing nothing. No assumptions. Just know when the road gets bumpy, but never let them know that you had an eruptions. Cause my mama says she needs my sad songs. Cause they're just too much to look back on. And it's Gotta make my mama proud. Gotta grow up. I can't climb around. As a kid coming up, I was down and out. Never really hoped that I forgot about my family, my friends. Letting everybody down again. Didn't mean to make you all hurt, but my mind was on a straight descent. Throughout the years, I have been broken, broken, torn down to restore it. It's gonna be better the next day. I swear it is. I'm living proof of the story now. How's the feeling of glory? Take it in and you hold it. Never forget how it feels to connect. You're the only one that's been growing. I can't vouch for that. I've been around all that. But what really matters is he handled that. In my room, I said, where my family's at. I'm just getting by. I don't know where I stand. So I close my eyes and I begin to reminisce about when a paycheck didn't exist. Money didn't matter. I was just a kid. Heart bigger than what his biggest problem is. I let him know that. My mama says she hates my sad songs. Cause they're just too much to look back on. My mama says she hates my sad songs Cause they're just too much to look back on So I'm living that high life never gonna die life I'm up in the sky like I guess I'm alright I'm alright This is a previously recorded episode.